0: Feel like that.
1: Feel like what?
0: That you're, uh, however, you feel.
1: Because I can't help but feel like I don't have control over my emotions. And even though I'm cognitively aware of them, it's very hard to change once it happens. Like once you have a thought, these processes happen in your body that trigger certain automatic reactions where you're just like i know this feeling it's anxiety but it's habitual you know it's because i've been trained so long to think negatively that when something negative comes up i don't have time to stave off those like defenses it's like it's already already invaded like the core Mm -hmm. of your body so that physiologically you're just feeling these things and even though your mind you're like over it you're like okay I'm past this I'm smart your body's still experiencing these sensations that are negative because it's already been triggered like a switch yeah so how do you get rid of that you know what I mean oh
0: it takes a long time yeah it does so
1: I was literally
0: just talking about that Mm -hmm. with my friend when I go for coffee with my friend yeah pretty much every Monday and yeah there's uh because she, she likes this idea of two types of people. I don't like that idea, though.
1: Only two types. What's her theory? <sighs>
0: she was like, you know, there's doers or go-getters mm-hmm. and people that aren't essentially go-getters, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's just an old
1: trope on... Um, Motivated. Yeah. Type like, A versus not type A. And kind yeah. of
0: trying to group people, like, in a way that makes sense. Huh. But I think that everyone is a person. Right. And you're just kind of bound to your choices. Hmm. So if she used an example of a person who wants to be a singer. She has two friends happen to one who's really doing it and doing the work, Mm -hmm. one who's not. Mm. And how one's a go-getter, one's not. And I said, it's not a matter of one's a go-getter, one isn't. Mm -hmm. I think it's a need for one person and it's a want for the other.
1: Right. To
0: be a singer is a want. It's a nice idea. Yeah. And then the the other individual is like, no, I need to do this. Yes. Yes. I'm not... I can't uh it's like yeah. if you don't do stand-up yeah. for five days or something, yeah. you're like, I feel
1: right like one
0: of the normal people. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Not disrespecting people, but you're just like, I feel weird.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think um it's interesting that you raise that point because I think you're right. It, it is about choices. I think some people who you might write off as flaky or, oh, they've, you know, they've dabbled in these things that they said they wanted to do, but they never really followed through with them. I think scenarios like that, it's just that person hasn't found their, for lack of a better word, calling. Yeah. Like for me, I went into journalism. I said, I wanted to do acting and I always felt I was kind of ho-hum about both of them and I did them efficiently, but I was never like, oh, if I don't do this, like I don't feel alive or I feel like I can't, breathe so comedy to me has become like one of these need things like I need to do it if I wrote a joke oh yeah I need to go to an open mic and like test it out so yeah
0: even if you're off like I've been Mm -hmm. uh welcome to the show by the way thank you this is thank uh, you for having me this
1: is did we start? Is there an intro, or do you just edit?
0: No, the intro was you on that beautiful
1: rant about being sad. Yeah. Oh my God! Wow. Yeah, we're, we're capturing the like realness. If eh? I had,
0: if I had HD shots, you would of get like the sex. landscape of Chicago yeah. or some shit, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, sadness is something that hits many families. It would have been amazing.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay, I powerful. like that. That was a sneak intro. And, uh, you to know get what? The I, real stuff. I get anybody. Very that listens, real housewives.
0: Anybody that listens to this podcast, that's how it always is. Wow. We always start talking. Some people that know it's like that, either like it or don't like it. I kind of like
1: it because when you say, okay, we're about to start, Mm. your body kicks into that flight or flight mode and you're just like, okay, I'm not me now. Like it, you know.
0: Yeah. And also uh, I find that as soon as the individual who's on the show comes into the house, that's actually when the show starts Mm. is uh, when you're in the house because everybody comes in with an energy yeah they're all like uh oh yeah sorry this or yeah, like oh yeah, whatever yeah. this whatever this and then the show is like don't be sorry and you kind of sit down you're like oh yeah fucking uh, this thing happened here and i <laughs> like this. and uh it always that's is perfect. like perfect
1: wow it okay. works out
0: so i guess by default of no theme that's the theme is uh yeah
1: yeah it's kind of like the real life because when Seinfeld. you want to start a
0: podcast yeah everyone's like uh what's the theme yeah of the podcast yeah mm. And I'm the asshole. Like, yeah, I just have people on there then I I talk to. The first four episodes are just me r- ranting for an hour.
1: That's great. Uh, I love. I loved
0: it. I'll do yeah. individual shit like that again. Right. But it's so much fun to talk to somebody. Yeah. You pay a couple hundred dollars. You get some equipment, and then you ask people to chat to with talk. Them. Yeah. yeah,
1: and then you have something that's immortalized.
0: Yeah. That's what you're pass on saying. to
1: generations. <laughs> okay. This is the new scripture. You were okay. talking
0: about therapy. I've had a couple people on here that uh, use therapy.
1: Yeah. So I recently, not to do stand up here because I'm addicted to it, but I have a new joke where I said, uh, I'm back in Toronto and I've started going to therapy mostly to fit in because everyone's doing it these days. Having, you know, Everyone has a therapist. It's become like the vaping of mental health. Yeah. Because we know that crying into your pillow is just not good for your lungs anymore. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> not that I do that, but yeah, I just think... <laughs> not that I do that. I don't know. I think the need for therapy might be a reflection of the fact that we don't make real connections anymore. And we don't make time for each other. Do
0: you think that uh, everyone should do therapy? No. Because I have friends that think that that it's uh, it's like going to the gym. For, your, for your mind yeah i don't
1: think so i think that honestly okay not to undermine the work of a therapist okay fine therapy is important <laughs> no because they went to school and then they can like break it down for you without well, being it's not like that they, a friend
0: i don't think if you say therapy isn't mandatory like if uh yeah. it doesn't mean a therapist isn't important
1: no But I just mean some people just want someone to listen to them. Oh, yeah. And for me, like I've just gone in and treated my therapist as a priest in confessional. Like every week I go and just like regurgitate all the horrible things I've done that I cannot tell anyone else. And it's you pay for the confidentiality. Yeah. Or so you think. What do you mean? I don't know. Like, I just mean like, you know, they're under oath, their own therapy oath, not to like spill the beans about what you've told them.
0: And have they, you, you've never run You'll never know. Come no, on. She know. could
1: go home to her husband and be like, ah, uh, this crazy oh, bitch came yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you believe what she did to her husband this week? Or like, can you believe well, what 100%. she told me this week? Like, how could you not? Like, I'm sorry.
0: So wait a second. Do you go home after therapy and think like, oh, fuck that. You think that too? I don't have
1: regrets because, see, therapy gives people this peace of mind of, oh, I'm safe. You know, I just unloaded. I'm okay. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, they're not going to say anything. Even if you have that, you convince yourself that they won't tell anyone because it's the rules. It's Canada. The doctor can't tell my father I cancer. Honestly,
0: I just see this all manifesting into a role for you on, on TV where you're uh – A therapist? No, you're a murderer. I can see you playing a good murderer. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Just like a housewife, unsuspecting housewife murderer. I think that's going to come in television.
1: Wow. You heard
0: it here first, yeah.
1: Thank you. Because you know what?
0: I mean, think about that. They don't have that element of uh, a woman serial killer Uh in television yet. I mean, they might, and I'm ignorant as fuck, and I just lied, and people are like, no, there is, Hmm. but I've never seen it.
1: I definitely want to... Play someone in a position of power, and not just like I'm a cop or lawyer power, but like the boss, like a bad boss uh, with pinstripes. Yeah, yeah coming like, in
0: As, and then your your cut is like when you go to the door, it's just your hand at first because you're so powerful. They don't mm. show your face until you get in the boardroom. I don't know. That I think scene. I, just,
1: I also kind of want to be like, you know, that how they have like pimps. Like I want to be like a female pimp of male gigolos. Oh wow. Is
0: that <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you're going to have so many people watching that show. Like, why are these guys respecting it? Well, it's a...
1: It's very... <laughs>
0: it's a very motherly.
1: No, I was just thinking about that. I'm reading this book called Effigy right now. And it's about this Mormon family in Utah or Ohio, 1867. Apparently, there was, like, some kind of ma- massacre or genocide. Not genocide, but some shit went down, like, based on true facts. We Google effigy. But in this book, this young child bride is the fourth bride of this Mormon man. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, you see these shows like Sister Wives. Why isn't it like Brother Husbands? You know what I mean? Why is it always the man with 10 freaking wives? Why isn't there a woman with a bunch of dicks by her side just owning that shit?
0: I mean, as a a man, I want to say that women have more respect.
1: To not do that to their counterparts?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I don't know. This whole thing got started because you told me I could be a murderer. You could be a murderer.
0: But you know what? That's interesting you look at it like that because I uh, work with people that are... uh, They point out how much racism is in Friends, like passive Mm -hmm. racism. Yeah. And uh, I never thought about it. And then you think about it and you're like, oh, yeah, there definitely is. Where? I mean, there's no black people in Friends at all. And it's New York in the 90s.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People were very unhappy with that. And there still are a lot of television shows where... The Asians or the ethnics are just kind of these token players that have edge now. So they're kind of seen as "Mm," part of the stream, but they're still not the main ones. Yeah. Let's name a few shows. I mean, even on the CBC, like some of their successful comedies, minus Kim's Convenience. Um, Kim's Convenience, though, I just want to make a shout out, not not to make this like a shout out thing, but um, the guy that created it is a Korean guy, and I think... That for a while on that show, I don't know the current situation, I think it obviously has changed because Cassie Cow has been brought on as a writer. So let's clap our fellow comedian to that, which I think is great because I feel like for a show that's about Asian people, it shouldn't be written by a bunch of white people. I'm sorry. And I think for a while it was like that. And so, um, yeah, that's an example of a show that is like, you know, kind of like a family matters, modern day family matters. But... If you look at a lot of the shows on CBC, like even working moms, all the moms are white. And I'm not like, I don't like white people, but that's not really realistic. If you look at, if you look at Toronto, I mean, do you see a lot of white moms pushing their babies in strollers? No. No. You see Filipinos pushing the kids that they're paid to look after Yeah. or Asians or whatever, or different. Well, you see a lot of people. There's more than just, you know, so I'm just saying like that Schitt's Creek Two successful comedies. That other one, like the the Letter to Kenny, aren't they all white on that show too?
0: Yeah, but Letter Kenny, it makes a bit more sense because
1: it's in yes it's in it's set in that
0: in that area. Yes. I literally am raised in that area. Okay, like so there know. was one black person right. in the whole place. Right when I was growing up. So like,
1: right. watch it, me never get booked on these shows. No, but I've, like, here's the thing. Oh, no, I apologize. A... Okay.
0: Here's the thing, though. I don't appreciate how the shows will be created and then it's your fault or it's my fault that, that. that it isn't like that. Like, uh, people communicate as though we're making those decisions, right. you know, to a man. We're going in there and, you know, those opportunities. I mean, when I go into casting rooms, mm-hmm. as you do, there's everybody's in there. That's true. You know, everyone looks like whoever yeah. your character is cast as, everyone looks like you. There's like a more chiseled version of you. There's a taller version of you. Mm -hmm. There's a cuter version of you. There's a, you know, there's a dumber looking version. And then they have like six guys. You go in there, you do the same thing. Right. And every spot has that. So, but there are some things that just have ethnic tone. Like the one SOC I did, silent on camera, just a bunch of construction guys. Mm -hmm. There was nobody of, uh, nobody other than a white person doing that, right? right? So it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it. But I know tons of fucking people that work in construction that yeah. aren't white. So, right. right, You know, they're just trying to they're just trying to get the easiest layup. Yeah. Sometimes for yeah. things, and it just doesn't make sense.
1: And I I don't think you can forget like sometimes it really is about just um, business money at the end of the day. Yeah, like it's who's, quick. Too. Who are we who are we marketing this to? Who's watching this? Who's gonna like? And it ties into advertising, you know. So they're not just gonna throw on like unless there's a real kind of demand for it. Like we we saw it with the whole like crazy rich Asians things. And now like Asians are in, but I feel like
0: Asians are in, but I just
1: feel like we don't know how much of it is just about like, it's so subjective and it there's such a curtain over what we don't know about why these decisions get made, who gets cast, you know, and you see when you have auditions, they'll be like, every time I see, all ethnicities, male or female, I know there's no chance I'm going to get that role. I've only booked roles where they're specifically looking for an Asian female in her 30s to 40s. That, then I know I have a chance. But when it's been open ethnicity, like, I'm never booking that. And I, I honestly feel like that's just a PC way of them to say yeah we welcome everyone but we probably want a white person for this role
0: yeah they definitely have a set in mind because they
1: can't but sometimes if it's like okay this is a European film or set in like the medieval times and they'll be like I've seen sheets where it's been like Caucasian like they've blatantly said we're only gonna take it but I feel like for the ones where they say open it's kind of just this kind of PC affirmative action net
0: how long have you been in this acting game
1: 7 months, 8 months. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you've uh, you already got a recurring on a TV show. I did. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm very happy about that and surprised. What show is it? It's I can say it now because they've released it on IMDb. It's uh, Hardy Boys, a remake of the Hardy no Boys, way. the classic detective series on Hulu. And That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I play So here's the funny thing. Um I play a lesbian <laughs> I don't know if she's a lesbian. Initially, they had her be a lesbian, but she's an Asian lesbian, and she's in this small town of um, Bridgeport, and I am the mother of one of the kids that the Hardy Boys become like good friends with, Cool. and I have a kind of love-interest relationship with the Hardy Boys' aunt who they live with, so nice. it's like a, but I felt like, you know, like, oh, let's make her ethnic and a lesbian, like yeah. all the things in one,
0: yeah, why like not? a
1: two-for-one deal why not? for diversity, <laughs>
0: But that's the agenda, right? It's kind of trying yeah. to buy as many people... But like- it's
1: interesting because it's set in the 1980s. And as we know, in the 80s, in a small town, you wouldn't traditionally see that. So they are trying to break you know, what we stereotypically know and kind of cater it to the younger generation where a lot of kids are growing up with lesbian moms and dads or... They're used to different dynamics.
0: And kids more uh, identified now with gender quicker, right. I think. They're thinking about that at a younger age. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Whereas,
0: I don't think I thought about it, but it was very passive, I guess. You know but what I mean? Gender. I didn't, Back
1: in the day? Yeah,
0: it was passive. Uh, I wasn't like aware that I was a man. I just right. never thought about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I just knew that I liked playing with makeup stuff, wearing my mom's high heels and Barbie dolls. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like... A thought. No, it was very automatic. Like a conscious choice. Default. Yeah. Like, here you go.
0: And then there's all these things about, like, why that's automatic. Right. And,
1: you know, they take Hmm. you down the list, kind of. I don't know. I really do think it's nature and nurture. Yeah. My sister's a lesbian. I have two cousins, all from one family. Like, they're brothers, and they're both gay. So, I feel like there is some kind of... Yeah, that's interesting. it, It makes you think about it from the standpoint of, is there okay, it sounds horrible to say gay gene, but from a biological standpoint, is there something innate? And then when the child is born, like me and my sister um, were very different, but we grew up with kind of a pretty nasty childhood. And so I can I can totally see why she became a lesbian, just because, um, yeah, this – our step – guardian our stepfather was like a child molester so oh, Jesus! yeah so
0: sorry that you had to do
1: no sorry my phone's going off I apologize I'll turn it off it's okay if we take a break but don't be sorry but I can see how that like made her like hate men or just not want to like disgusted her yeah. whereas with me it made me like kind of promiscuous in university because as you know with victims of sexual abuse or whatever it kind of manifests into something that is like, okay, I'm only valued for my body. So yeah. this is what I am. And then it perpetuates into this like negative spiral. So you can see how for like two sisters you know, raised in the same family just went different directions based on their genetic predisposition, I guess. But also what happened to them in life kind yeah. of spurred them in.
0: And you feel like that's <clears throat> something that you are mining kind of in therapy?
1: Um, yeah, I'm definitely working on that in therapy. And I think I've been thinking about why... I went into comedy and I really think that for the longest time, I, I guess I felt like I wasn't being heard because my mother didn't quite believe me or she didn't, she didn't
0: believe you that you were a comedian. No, no,
1: no. Believe me that. I was being molested by her boyfriend. Oh. And so um, she basically... That's uh, a whole other layer. Yeah, that's a whole other... story. if this is getting too dark. So no, she it's stood, not too dark at she all. She stood by her her boyfriend at the time who convinced the police because it came up in 1994 when we were young and the children's aid got involved. But in Asian families, like it's not something that is talked about. So my concept of anything sexual was from TV. And TV is not the best thing to learn from because... Yes. I would see like these law and order shows where the rape victim is sitting in the uh, witness box and testifying or giving her testimony to a room full of people. And I'm like, oh my God, if I speak up, does that mean I have to disclose all these disgusting, gory details of what happened to me? I'm for sure not saying anything because that's the ironic part. When you're the victim of sexual abuse, specifically, you feel like you're the person in the wrong and that you're dirty and vile and you... Inhabit all those negative feelings that really should be on the perpetrator, you know what I mean? But yep. you don't like you internalize it and you're like, I'm bad, something's wrong with me. Like, and that gives the molester or you know, the perpetrator all this power because they bank on your silence because they know or, that and it becomes a cycle, and that's why people don't come up and speak up because of how bad they feel. So, when I saw that, I'm like, I'm not going to speak up, and then my mom didn't really stand by my side. Now it's all out in the open. Um, this man went to jail, uh, wow. put him in jail when I was in university uh, because I recorded a conversation we had. But yeah, it's something that I'm working through in therapy. And going back to the point of comedy, I think comedy gives a lot of people who maybe felt powerless at one point in their life, like they finally have a voice totally. and that people are listening to them. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think that's why it's something that really resonated with me more so than acting because I said I wanted to do acting all the time. And I think my whole thing about like acting and being famous was also this idea of, I want the world to believe me when I tell them my story. Like I remember being a little girl and being like, if I'm as famous as Oprah, because I remember Oprah and Terry Hatcher had these stories of um, rape and being sexually abused. Like, and they came out with it and people listened and people believed them. And so like, I feel like my whole life has been threaded on this path of like, I need people to believe me when I tell them something because my own family didn't or my own mother didn't. And it's kind of sad. It's kind of like, wow, like, I wonder what you would or should have been had this not happened to you, had this not shaped your life from a young child. So it's funny how you said to me, like, you seem like you're so good at life, Jen. I don't know if it's good at life or just well, like. Well, I mean, that's, that's the
0: beauty of it all, right? Everybody seems like they're good. I think it seems the, that. It seems like <clears throat> the, the word even is so uh, important, like seems, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of everything. Your perception on how you gauge stuff yeah. creates your reality, I think. Um, but even to that, it's interesting. You're basically trying to create a validative uh, like power. Yes. Yeah, you, know, you wanted an identity that people are like, yeah, Jen's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Wow, wow, she went through some stuff, and like, uh, I would love to work with her. Almost like, you, we define ourselves by how people
1: perceive you. Because yeah. in the
0: beginning, when you are being put through the, whatever your tribulation happens to be, yeah, uh, you are judged in that same mm-hmm. context, and mm-hmm. that habit doesn't break. No, you do the same thing throughout your life. Mm-hmm. You're constantly like. Well, when I was younger, I would be bullied. Or when I was younger, yeah. this would happen. And yeah. it defined me, yeah. I.E. Yeah. And then with comedy or with pursuit of acting or even in therapy or like the working out, you kind of do the same thing. Like the result only matters so much to you. It's more about the presentation of it. There's something that happens when you get like fucked with, I guess, Yeah, that your brain triggers this. Okay, I'll Response. show. I'll yes. show you. Yes, you know, I'll show yeah, you what yeah. you think I'm not, or wh- yes. if I am that, I'll show you why I'm better right. than your version of it.
1: Right. It's like you're proving yourself, yeah. and I feel like I'm on this constant hamster wheel of trying to prove myself, and it's to what end? To what strangers, people who don't give a shit about no. you? No. Or to yourself? I think it's. it's, just, it's I think it's
0: life itself. I think that's why um, people right now mm. struggle with like, why doesn't anyone accept me? Because lions roll up on sleeping leopards. That's why. <laughs> Seriously. They'll be like, yeah, you know what? You're sleeping. I'm going to fucking bite yeah. your head off. Yeah. And that's really what life is. Yeah. And some people learn that right in the beginning. Right. And then their path is whatever. Yeah. So I think when we all think, oh, I, w- I wonder what I would have went- ended up like. Mm. You could do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as, it is as difficult as it sounds, you know, like you could do it tomorrow. It's like, yeah, okay. I could start the process to define myself through a different lens. And then in five years I'll be fucking there, but it's really a choice. So it's like, do I, do I value that engine? Does that engine produce good results? And I think, yeah, it does. I mean, you've done tons of stuff. You're on this show now. You kind of seem to point yourself in one direction and you go there. So. As much as we hung, get hung up on how we feel about it, mm-hmm. you do get to have a lot of things because of it.
1: Yeah, it does fuel you, but then it's ironic if you can't enjoy like the happiness or satisfaction that comes from achieving a certain goal or doing something. Like, Are you
0: not happy about the show?
1: Or <clears throat> no, no, comedy? it's not that. Like I think, I think, look, it, it, a lot of me not a pre I don't want to say not appreciating, but I think that I live in this state of numbness where when I was a kid and that shit was happening to me, I had to, they call it splitting. Like when it's happening to you as a kid, Like, and it's hard for me to imagine my seven-year-old going through something like that now that I'm a parent because their brains are like so much smaller. They can't process or understand anything. So just like sometimes I'm hard on myself and then I'm like, wait a fucking moment. Like you were... Seven, eight years old, yeah. had no idea what the hell's going on. You just got out of like this tumultuous family dynamic where your dad was beating your mom, and you had to go live in a women's shelter. Then this guy comes and puts you guys all in an apartment, and now this is happening to you. It was like, like how did I even process it? Like, and so when it was happening well, you, to me,
0: subconsciously it just goes in there. No,
1: what happens is your body leaves your like you, your soul, or whatever it is your ego, your id, whatever is your consciousness leaves your body, and I swear to God, like, I saw myself in the corner of the room looking down and witnessing, like, what was happening to me. Like, I developed two different personalities. Until wow. this day, I am very numb. Like, I can talk to you about it without getting emotional. But if I were really to engage with how I feel, like, I would have a meltdown. I would cry. And yeah. there are moments where, like... I'm walking downtown near Young and College because we lived near 25 Wood Street. Like we lived right there beside the former Maple Leaf Gardens, and that was the apartment where most of this happened. Um, and I had to like work there recently. And like even talking about it now, like just being in that space, looking at that intersection of Young and College, triggers so many things that I've suppressed about my past and. It's hard for me to be like this because I'm very, very just like things happen and I'm like, whatever. It's, it's the same kind of lack of connection that allows me to maybe go up on stage and do vagina jokes and be crazy because I'm not really present in a way, but yet I am. Like When I'm on stage doing comedy, I feel like I'm in the moment, but sometimes even like yesterday when I did the show at the Rivoli, I felt like I was not in my body all the time. And some of the people can sense that when you're not present.
0: Oh my God. They'll be like,
1: no, this is, I'm not feeling this shit, but I think I do comedy because it's the only time where I feel fully engaged where the rest of my life, I'm just kind of on autopilot and like, okay, this has happened.
0: I felt like that for sure. Yeah. I I described it as, uh, being on a roller coaster. Yeah. Except I'm sitting in the passenger seat kind of like it always is going. Sometimes I'm in driving. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm not driving. That's, uh, are you okay?
1: Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah? I just, I'm sorry if this is not the podcast you want to no. see. I just said sorry, and this podcast this, is called Don't Be Sorry. This
0: podcast, I think, is whatever people need it to be. Yeah. I kind of find that,
1: uh... I do apologize a lot, too.
0: I mean, this is a weird... Uh, a lot of people do. This is a weird way to think about yourself, maybe, but I'm kind of what you need me to be in terms of, uh, my own life and... I'm learning now just how to figure out how to use that for myself, like how to be what I need me to be. Mm -hmm. Cause there's an element that you kind of talked about it before, you know, I use anxiety as my motivator, as my engine, Mm -hmm. you get anxious about things. Sometimes you perform very well under those circumstances. Sometimes you don't. Right. And, uh, not just in comedy, but in acting as well. Where you're like, oh shit, I need to do well today, yeah. and then no, you don't do well.
1: Right, it can backfire. You don't know how it will go sometimes. Yeah.
0: So, how much of you do you need to be successful? You know, how much of your craziness that makes mm-hmm. your talent is really the fine amount. Like, yeah. does LeBron have to go a hundred percent every time to make mm-hmm. a good play? No. And that is an element of uh, mastery. That I think we're all trying to get to Mm. you really, and with your emotions, like, do I have to be as anxious in this moment? Am I going to get the same result? Right. Uh, in anything, you know, Uh. and I'm finding that more and more now and start taking people out of it. Like if you have people in your life that are these like lighthouse markers, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say for emotional triggers, they got to go. And, uh, yeah, like you really only get one opportunity to maximize this. And that's what the podcast is. It's, t- it's about talking to these people that I've met in this time of uh, getting into comedy and acting mm-hmm. and stuff. Because, I mean, there's a reason why we were all so fascinated growing up with the Brad Pitts and the George Clooneys right. And if you could have had a podcast to listen to them and they would sit down and talk about it you would be like, oh, that's what an artist is. Mm. It's a person that pushes themselves beyond, beyond. this thing. Yeah. And you don't have to do that by communicating jokes or uh, you know, acting. You can be an artist as a project manager. And I think a lot of people feel like that now more huh. because the technology lets you communicate that better. Huh. Like in, in the 90s, if you were an accountant, it yeah. wasn't very artistic. But no. today, if you're an accountant for Apple, the fucking shit you make looks like art. Yeah. So there's a lot more creative and design elements to everyone's work.
1: Life. Yeah.
0: And I think that's why, that's why more people are in touch with their emotions because Mm. they're constantly pushing that artistic side of themselves where Mm. you dig and you dig and you dig into Mm. your life. Mm. And then people are like, yeah, well, I feel like a woman or like, oh, I'm, I'm like this. Well, that's wrong. And that's why everyone I feel is at that point. Cause we're, uh, we've moved away from hard labor. Right. And everyone's just creating and thinking. Yes. You know what I mean? We're and not then, just manufacturing. But, but then shit. it's
1: also information overload. Oh yeah. And everyone's become their own publicist and their own you Editor, know, author yeah. and their own, like there's so many different platforms and mediums. I mean, podcasts, Instagram videos, IGTV, you know, like content. streaming, there's just so much content and Like, I think it's good because it is empowering and giving people the freedom to, I guess, publish their art or get their voice heard. But at the same time, it's almost like it's so saturated. Kind of like when there's so many comedy shows in Toronto, like, let's say in the summer, like, how do you, like, which one do you go to? That's why... The comedy scenes in smaller markets, although they don't help you grow as a comedian because there's less comics and less competition and people might not be as great, but everyone in town will go to that one or two comedy shows that exist. And they're huge. And they're huge. Whereas like, you know, it's just the theory of like supply and demand. Like there's just so much supply now that how do you, you know, siphon through it?
0: Because I believe that the slate is clean every day with content. Hmm. Like, I don't think
1: you think there's no limit to creation or ideas. No.
0: Like, uh, take Nima as an example. Mm -hmm. If Nima posts, uh, shout out to Nima. If he posts an amazing video the next day, it's like he posts another good one. Yeah. So it's like, no one's, no one is thinking, Oh shit. Unless the video is viral and people are sharing it and stuff. That's different. But no one's ever thinking, Oh, that last video wasn't as good as this video or that you're just like, It's new. What's the most updated thing that I want? You ever go into YouTube and hit the filter and you're like, what was that uploaded today? Especially for stuff you like to watch. Mm. You're caught up. Yeah. Whereas we're used to, you know, regularly scheduled programming. Mm. And that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Now it's what your schedule is, is the regular thing. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, I want to know everything right now up to a point. And it'd be nice if you posted more. Yeah. For everybody, like yeah. I, I follow Skip and Shannon, Skip and Shannon Sharp. For what's that? It's just these two sportscasters. Okay. They're kind of assholes, but I love it.
1: They're kind of um, assholes. But yeah, <laughs> because they're
0: criticizing these amazing athletes <laughs> right, for right. things. I mean, Shannon Sharp uh, was a so
1: it's like fashion police, but for sports. Yeah, but Shannon of.
0: Sharp was a is a Hall of Famer, so okay, he can, he can talk a little bit. And then Skip Bayless is just his fucking. He's been around basketball for a long time, but it's just like that shit is you need it new all the time. Mm-hmm. When I watch it, as soon as I look at it and they haven't posted anything.
1: You're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in
0: terms of saturation, I don't know. Huh. Because I don't think you're, even look at phones. Right. Every year, a new phone comes out.
1: That's better than the one before. And people somehow. seem to,
0: if you're on the subway, everyone's got the new, the iP- newest, three yeah. cameras right now. You yeah. See, yeah. see that? Everyone's no, the,
1: the three cameras. Everyone sees, it's awesome.
0: got the iPhone Pro. The wow. 11 i'm just like seeing them like crazy especially after black friday like we're just constantly like oh just give me the new shit give me the new shit
1: it's too much
0: it's definitely too much and
1: it's too fast
0: yeah and because you it? don't get to uh you, like you don't sit, get to process it sitting like sitting with just, stuff i don't good. even know
1: how to use my phone that i got two years ago like all the features yeah like
0: what do you actually use on your phone
1: Just my camera.
0: And text, right?
1: And text and And like Instagram. Yeah. And my Gmail, like my whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And beauty filters. Um Yeah. (laughs) Beauty filtering apps. Um
0: That's why that's why the new phones, they don't really change much. They're like, hey, the software, you can like look at yourself better than you could last year. That's pretty much it. Oh my goodness. Or like, hey, you can take longer videos with better quality. Like that's all they care about. And that kind of tells you like if you wanna know What content to put out? Look at what Google and Apple are investing in. Ah. So they're investing in like indie TV and podcasting pretty much. indie TV? Basically like anybody who comes up with a show and goes, Hey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the new. This is the new thing.
1: That you pray love.
0: You don't need, you don't need any Murphy anymore. You know what I mean? You don't need a guy who's like, Wow, right. you can do an impression of yeah, everybody. Yeah. You
1: don't need the man in the suit that's going to be the gatekeeper yeah. to you and your great idea. Yeah, going you just his need, pockets. you
0: yeah. don't even need a full good idea.
1: All <laughs> you, you just have a pitch.
0: Yeah, if you're like, hey, I got, uh, you know, I got this idea, but I want a, I want a housewife to be a serial killer.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you know what I
0: mean? If somebody likes that enough, they have five. That
1: is kind of original.
0: It is. And it's like, if you get like a writer's room, someone's going to listen to and make it. But if you make like a writer's room there, there you go. Yeah. You don't, I don't need a team. Right. Years ago, you had to submit the script. They would rewrite it five mm. times. Netflix takes treatments. Mm. So if you want to submit a show. Right. Apparently you just send a one pager of what it is.
1: Really? Yeah. And someone actually reads this.
0: They'll read it and okay. they'll be like, maybe we can make a show out of this. Hmm. And this is paramount, never more paramount today than it ever has been
1: well with examples such as uh lena dunham's you know girls and also uh that that other one god i'm forgetting the name and i hate that i'm forgetting the name she she started doing these like short youtube like movies and then i think there's two seasons on hbo now what are they called oh god i'm forgetting the name and it sucks but she's an african-american Writer, actress, maybe comedian—not really a comedian, but oh my god! Do you know the show I'm talking about? No. Can you Google it really quickly? Yeah. What is it? Lena Dunham. It's no, not Lena Dunham. It's this other one. It's so much better. Isn't
0: Lena Dunham the girl that tried Lena to kiss Dunham Brad Pitt? Did girls. She kissed Brad Pitt on the lips, and he was upset.
1: No. Because she jumped him. I don't him. think it was okay. It's it's not the show. I girls. Believe it, it's embarrassing because I'm saying it's not girls. It's the southern one. Okay. It's I no like. Uh,
0: they also created this look at this i go to wikipedia to all our readers in canada it's a little awkward so we'll get straight to the point this monday we humbly ask you to defend wikipedia's independence we depend on donation how about you fuck off wikipedia
1: Jeez.
0: you know what's sad about wikipedia i'd probably miss it but i'll just click the next thing you know yeah like whatever the next article is
1: hbo really quickly yeah what do you want no i just want to see the series
0: it's an HBO television. HBO,
1: go to series.
0: This is so much fun. Canada or the are you voice America? Boys is
1: so good by the way on Amazon.
0: A boss was on doing some I extra know, work. I
1: know he told me that. Okay, go to his TV shows. I can't believe we're. I'm trying to find. We're on know. Crave right Maybe now. You can.
0: Um, drama. I think it's a. Drama. Ray Donovan's good. Everyone talks about that yeah, too. Yeah,
1: that's pretty good. Where Lee are we? Schreiber. Okay, keep going down. Keep going
0: down. Nathan Fillion. What are you doing? I love how The Rock also has time for television shows. Ballers. How the fuck?
1: Years to years. No, What is this?
0: What is what? This is Crave Television.
1: Does it have HBO shows, though? Chase,
0: it does. You want HBO, right? Yeah, Yeah,
1: just HBO. And then where are the
0: TV series? Watchmen's got a drama now? Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Okay, I can't get the name of the show, but... She basically started on YouTube,
0: and then... And like now she's, oh, uh, <gasps> I'm going to watch this. Yeah, that's supposed to be good. I love Gary Goldman.
1: Does he offer, like, writing advice for comedians? I never On really Twitter, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I saw him a couple times when I was in New York.
1: Oh, nice. Sorry. I just hit the Oh, one
0: you're good. And, uh, sorry, again. second. Sorry. Oh, my God. He was incredible. Just what he does is nuts.
1: Yeah. Is he a good comedian, or does he just give good... Mm -hmm. both very
0: both yeah he's like an he's like a genius like he has a joke (laughs) he's a joke about billionaires i feel like it's on i think it's on his album uh in this economy Mm -hmm. and he talks (coughs) about how bill gates can condescend to trump how you know he's so much richer than him Mm -hmm. and that at that level that's really the only person that can uh,
1: can can have an effect on him yeah
0: really like uh, who's gonna
1: yeah Take him out. <laughs> yeah, like, who is going
0: to talk him. shit to Donald Trump? He's like, you yeah. know, the whole joke is kind of built on this premise. Like, yeah, I remember when I was making my first couple of billion dollars yeah, and yeah, I was really yeah. struggling. Exactly. And just the way he's able to, like, dive into a story, take him, take himself in and out of uh-huh. it, bring you into it. Right. That was a lot of things that I saw in New York comedy. Mm. Not only are they topical, but yeah. they're present in the room. They're, like, not afraid...
1: To really engage. And to be with you. Yes, like, this
0: idea yes. that... Uh, Like, there is the act, but comedy has evolved in many ways, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's changed. Like, that was, like, when I started doing comedy in China, it was very much like, you know, the old school way, which is, what, what, set up middle punchline, right? That type of, you know, and I think the purest form of that is still kind of the one-liner comedies. Like one liner comedians. Yeah, the Hedberg you
0: know. style.
1: Right. But I feel like the Toronto vibe, or even just where it's going today, is very much like who are you? What is your voice? Like, what are you saying? And it's almost like everything that is like almost outside of yourself or too general has become almost hacky if you don't do it in a way that's very campy or nichey. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, like we, there
1: are certain topics that have just been like.
0: We were talking about Kim's convenience earlier, right? Um, a boss has had a lot of success recently on TikTok doing these videos where there's a Muslim cab driver, and he's the guy, and the guy identifies, you know, and he's having a lot, and he uh, he was just saying how you know that really is what people want. People yeah. want. You know, if you're an Italian guy, fucking do
1: you're Italian, do Italian
0: stuff. The Italian guys will back you up. They want that yeah. guy. Like, hey, have you seen this Italian guy? He's so funny. Like, everybody uh, loves.
1: They want their own ethnic superhero. Pretty much, <laughs> everybody loves
0: their their guy or their yeah, girl or their yeah. person. You know what right. I mean? Right, their
1: representative. Yes. yes,
0: and that's why that material the UN
1: role. of TikTok. Oh but that's gosh. why the
0: material murders. Mm. Like you even have somebody that goes in talks about their Italian upbringing, their Chinese upbringing, yeah. their whatever it is. You're from fucking Sweden. I don't know you eat chocolate.
1: In a way cuz that's how we relate to each other. It's through that initial kind of experience of, "Oh, I noticed that Italian people do this." Yes. And then so you get that perspective from the Italian and it's, it's almost like, "Oh, it's okay. I can laugh at that now. Now I see why." It breaks down that barrier and I guess you know, fuels the understanding between different people. Maybe yeah. that's like the Russell Peters success is all based on those yeah. racial jokes, you know?
0: And so many people have so many thoughts on Russell yeah. Peters right now. They're like, how did he get away with, how did he get away with it? He was because just making observations about his but, life. Okay.
1: But if Russell Peters was a white guy doing all that, see, that wouldn't be allowed, would it?
0: Robin because Williams would do it. He would do Chinese accents. I think Robin Williams did everybody. Did he? I'm pretty sure. If you watch his old shit when he was like
1: Okay, but that wasn't a racist time. I'm saying today.
0: But it was still funny. Like if you watch it. If a white guy
1: today started doing fucking like Indian Chinese accents. No, in this over PC culture. Okay, but if he doesn't People would be like... If he
0: does it like this.
1: Lock this guy up.
0: If the whole joke is, I go to this convenience store, this is the only convenience store that I go to, yeah. and there's this Asian man, and we're really good friends.
1: No, I don't think he'd be allowed
0: Why to. can't he do it? He can't, i am not And I'm not saying I'm he can I'm not can't. saying
1: he can't. he can't. I would laugh.
0: I'm not saying Personally, he can. I accept all forms
1: of comedy. I will laugh at anything, even if it's misogynistic sometimes, because I see the humor beyond that if the guy isn't being hateful. Hmm. I will laugh if I see a white guy doing a clever joke That's not just about like chinky, chinky, chonk, chonk. Like have something more than that, okay? Mm -hmm. Like have something more than like the Danger Room audience. You know what I mean? But if it's a funny joke and the accent uh, heightens the story or fuels the joke, I'm okay with it. But I think society is not okay with it. Like Netflix or any other major media outlet would not put a special on if it was this white guy doing ethnic accents because oh, there's that double standard. White guys can do everything except make fun of other races. That's what that, the world has become today.
0: But I think if they – and I, I know this sounds like I'm defending people. like No, videos. no,
1: no. I just want to – yeah.
0: I think that to ahead. your point, mm-hmm. if it's delivered well, anybody can do it and Netflix totally would buy into it. Netflix isn't in the business – like okay it might seem like everybody is in a certain type of business but streaming services especially can't really afford to be like yeah we like We're this gonna, they gotta be they everybody can't be like they gotta CNN be or yeah. Fox News Netflix has to be on board with everybody they can't they can't take Chappelle off and then have Nanette or like right. take Nanette off and right have right
1: right that's a good point you
0: know what I mean so yeah. they're not in the, the business of like picking and choosing right they're in the business of are you good? Yeah. Are you going to get people yeah. to... So pay? if
1: it's good, then so it's, it's good. okay. Is and what I you're think, saying. Yeah. You have to be good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if it's not, then it's just called racism.
0: Because <laughs> I, I, have one, I have one joke that I tried. It's not a bit that I would say is in the thing. But when I w- got told about my kidney...
1: What's wrong with your... Kidney? So I
0: have one kidney. Like oh, my God.
1: Kidney. I didn't know that. Since when?
0: For like 15 years, I think now. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, maybe 12. Same thing. Something but happened. My body just got rid of it.
1: Like you got sick.
0: I was sick when I was younger.
1: Oh my god! But
0: uh yeah, it was weird. There's like I'm still looking into it. I'm Actually, gonna get some blood work to go do some more tests in February. Wow. Uh, I'm healthy, okay. but when yeah. I got told this, like I have a, a very like worrisome mother, yeah. and she, you know, she's freaking out. And, uh, life is kind of very cut and dry. I've always felt like I'm very dry sometimes. And we're in this office and my mom's very concerned. And there was this uh, Indian doctor and he's like, and he, you know, he said, your your, your kidney is gone. It's gone. And the way he's saying it, I'm like (laughs) laughing, right? Exactly. And I did this one time and, uh, I forget who said it. They're like, Oh, you got away with the accent. You
1: got away with it. And I was
0: just like, I don't think about it yeah, like we're doing are just like battle. recreating
1: the experience yes. of what you experienced was just this doctor saying your kidney yeah, is gone. It's, it's gone. It's gone. And, you're just and like, my
0: mother just like doesn't want to hear that at all. Do you know oh what I mean? Gosh. And it's just like the way, you know, it's communicated. And I don't think we go into comedy like, uh, what can I say? What can I say? Yeah. I think it's just, what would you say to somebody you've met? Hmm. sometimes those people are racist piece of shit and they fucking go on stage and we eventually move them out yeah you know it happens it's a natural process but like to think about it in terms of a white person can or can't do something
1: it's not that they can or can't i just think yeah the the piece like this is coming from i'm hearing my lesbian sister's voice in my head just like she's very i wouldn't say she's very pc but she's very aware of like safe spaces and like you know what is deemed woke or not and it's just like i'm not saying i agree with it per se like i'm saying sure there's a white guy that can go up on stage tomorrow and do all that stuff i'm just saying would it be well received i'm saying oh, that it might not. not yeah exactly probably so I'm, I'm speaking from the
0: but also depends who a it's white person
1: can do it but will it be well received also
0: who who it's for like, yeah. uh, if it's for the right people, for sure.
1: Yeah, if he's doing it to, you know, a KKK meeting, maybe. Like, he's doing comedy yeah. for the KKK or, you know, in but the South. But even regular
0: people. Like, regular ass people love...
1: Racist shit. Yeah,
0: they're so <laughs> fucked. Regular everyone's
1: people, racist. Everyone's fucked Everyone's up. racist.
0: Not that everyone's racist. I think it's yeah, just we that... All are. Everyone laughs at things they're not technically supposed, supposed to, to laugh at. Because also, that element makes it a bit funnier yes
1: it's like the forbidden oh i thought that but now you're saying it out loud (laughs) Do you
0: know when you're out in life and you're out in public and you whatever it is i don't know you're at the mall something and you hate somebody yeah oh i fucking hate you yeah
1: and And you don't even know why you
0: allow your whole body to feel that hate right how good does that feel
1: it feels good but also like Feels like an ejaculation you can't come out to, like just maybe. I like, am nah, it- <laughs> <I'm> in public. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, maybe it feels pent up. It, it's actually annoying. I love I hating. Like that I
0: love hating people in public. That's so, so funny. funny.
1: Like strangers that you don't. I just even know. yeah, like are like that person. That person annoys me because they're walking slow as. Fuck. One
0: of the things that annoys me the most is if somebody uh, is a little too chatty in the uh, like exchange like I like to say hey how are you if I'm getting a coffee or something but I once had a girl say to me oh how's your Monday going and I couldn't help myself I probably looked at her like what the fuck do you want to be asking me about my Monday for like, and then in my mind, it's oh, like, interesting. oh no, it's okay. It's good. How was your Monday? I know. But I love, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, love yeah. that. I love that moment. You love having that I love hating
1: alternative it. scenario in the movie where they yeah. split into this alternate montage of how you would react. Cause
0: it's just funnier to hate that person in that mm-hmm. moment than it is to be like, oh yeah, my Monday's real swell. I hope to get a lot done. I'm just like, don't fucking ask me about yeah. my Monday. Huh? Yeah.
1: No, I hate strangers for different reasons. It's so fun. Like on the TDC or like if they're walking in a stupid way or they like, it's just stupid new and you don't <laughs> even hate them. You don't even really hate them. You just hate that moment who they are in that moment and what they're doing and why it annoys you. Yeah, you don't It's really a very either. selfish hate. But it's so much fun to Like they to could to be your best friend if you knew, if you did a podcast with them. hundred percent. And you knew their story. And yep. you'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I felt, that animosity towards you in that moment and it was authentic
0: i wouldn't even be sorry (laughs) i wouldn't even i would just be like you know what i'm so happy that i fucking hated you in the beginning (laughs) because now i get it i've experienced oh
1: my god mm.
0: i uh i think (laughs) i think that is a part of uh feeling good though let yourself experience shit yeah you know what I mean? If you're like, really? eh, you know what, motherfucker?
1: Do you believe in karma? Ah. Are you spiritual?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Karma's real.
1: Are you superstitious? I'm very superstitious. Not
0: superstitious, but uh, I, I'm aware of dues. If that makes what sense. What does that mean? Dues? Like I'm aware of dues. Like one time. Tues dues? Or dues. Or do? Like dues, doing like something. Like something that's owed.
1: Okay. Dues. Dues. D U S. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. One time,
0: I was on my way to a date. I was walking on my way yeah. to a date. I found thirty dollars on the ground. Mm-hmm. Actually, I believe it was forty. Okay. I it was like a twenty, and then I like opened it. and There was more money. Yeah. And I look around. I put it in my pocket, and I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be a good date." And it ended up being a good date because it was just a good day. It all lined up, okay? Yeah. But in the back of my mind, I was like, "That forty dollars, uh, that's due. Uh, that's not my money." Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. one
0: time, I went to go see a comedy show with a boss. Yeah. I had keys in my pocket. Yeah. I go to take the keys out. I had forty dollars cash in there. I get to my house. I. That. No $40 cash. Wow. So that shit happens. Yeah.
1: However, totally. to you.
0: that stroke, when I hate you in public, that's not coming back to me in because the, in you the, keep
1: it inside. No, yes,
0: but it, in the sense, <laughs> that's so good for you to enjoy something that you know is harmless.
1: <laughs> it's like when the cat. I feel like you're hurting yourself when you hate someone.
0: Okay, but when, when a cat fucks with a mouse and it's just like i'm not going to kill you but i'm going to fucking play with you do you think the cat is Jeez. just like i'm so sad now that i probably ruined no the cat's like i wonder what that mouse is doing i might go fuck with him again
1: oh my god and i think that's
0: just so funny
1: yeah cuz you're not really hurting anyone yeah, by just experiencing know.
0: yeah so like <laughs>
1: oh, so it's like masturbation i don't know there's with a emotion. i was
0: just in this coffee shop just on the street when i was yeah. when i was waiting for and um my friend forgot her purse, so she walks around, and this lady kind of gave her a dirty look. Mm. And then for a minute, I was oh. like, you fucking, fucking bitch.
1: bitch. I know. And
0: then the lady was nice. <laughs>
1: uh, and then you were like, oh, my mind's all scrambled." No, again. then you know what I said to myself? what
0: you say? I literally was like, good for you thing, and she sucked for a second, because she turned out to be nice. So I got to be like, oh, this is so good. I got to meet you twice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm totally okay with it. I
1: got to meet you twice. I met you you twice.
0: (laughs) I met shitty you and good you.
1: Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Yeah,
0: I think that's the old Italian in me. Like, don't you fucking not like my friend who did something you don't like. I
1: know. You're protective. Which is the same. Very Chinese. Her
0: not liking that is the same energy that I hate her for. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah,
1: you see? I love that. You see the chain reaction? Yes. We're just just fucking with the mouse. God. But without pause with your mind with lasers. Your mind. Yeah, your mind
0: lasers. <laughs> You're fucking firing mind
1: lasers. You <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's crazy, man.
0: Yeah. So so moral of the story.
1: Moral of the story is Hate. there is some karmic energy shit going out there. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. tell you a story about what happened it related to the Hardy Boys, actually. So it was the night of the I think it was the semifinals of com- yeah, semifinals of Comedy Brawl. And I was just, sometimes you get these feelings like, oh, I'm not gonna do well, or, oh. I was just in the, this is like literally two hours before the competition at Comedy Bar. And I was at home and I was getting ready. And for some reason, I think I was like, okay, it's not gonna go well for you because you've done like some shady shit. Like, you've, you just haven't been. Karmatically. Like, karmatically, it's not go well. like, you know, you haven't been a good enough mom. You haven't been like whatever. Like I was just beating myself up and thinking that like, I wasn't ready for it or whatever. And then I get a call from my agent saying that they, they wanted to book me for this role. And right then I knew that I wasn't going to make it past the semifinals
0: because you had a good thing.
1: Yes. And it was like, God was like, (sighs) I'm giving you this good thing because this is your savior for when you don't make it through tonight so that you have something to look forward but to. But why
0: couldn't you been like, uh, yeah, I'm also going to go and get this because no, God is like, no. I'm a fucking
1: G. No, because in my life, God has always, oh God, I don't want to say God specifically, but I'm just going to say there's this higher power that has, like, I've been dealt some shitty things. But i've been also very lucky and i feel like there's whatever that lucky star that whatever that is there some angel protecting me along the way and that was a sign for sure because i just knew it and it happened or maybe it became a self-fulfilling prophecy
0: this is it was just so like
1: oh i knew it and then lo and behold like i was close and i went over time my issue of going over time in comedy didn't make it through.
0: This is a huge leap off of what you said. Yeah. But pl- please. No, no,
1: please. This is your podcast.
0: Donald Trump Yeah. will just... Like, think about it. If that was Donald Trump in that exact right. situation, he's also going to go and win Comedy Brawl. Yeah. Because he's decided... Because he doesn't say sorry. No, because he's just like, you know what? Yeah. Actually, they're probably going to call me back mm. and offer me more money just because... And they might. They might, yeah. Because it's on the table. Like, do you not find with comedy, specifically in Toronto, uh-huh. as soon as you allow yourself to be to at the level you think you're at...
1: You go there. You go
0: there. Why, Interesting. Why does that happen? Because there's no way... It's no like, one's
1: stopping you? or There's you no mean?
0: way to quantify yeah. what someone is besides the level of confidence they carry themselves with. Correct. Especially in a performance art. So yes. it's like... It's literally as simple as give me the ball. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I can only show you if you allow me to, and you're going to only allow me to if I show you that you should allow me to. Right,
1: right. (laughs) So
0: when you say, okay, I'm not going to go and win this thing. For me, the little fucking. That's
1: already setting something. You're
0: gone. It's done. But you definitely have all of the skill sets. Like if you think about it. But I
1: did, I I had a great set.
0: But you went over time. Yes. That's one thing, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, it's like, take you out of it as much as you need to put yourself in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you have the skills to achieve this? Yes. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Yeah,
1: wouldn't you?
0: I said this the other day at work. I love this mantra in championships. Why not us? And somebody, <laughs> yeah, somebody so like
1: Rudy, Rudy. Yeah, like somebody walked past
0: me, and he's like, "What the fuck do you mean by that?" Why like, not us. like, "Fuck you!" I'm just polishing glasses. Like, I'm that <laughs> asshole at work who's like, "Yeah, <laughs> guys, like, why not us?" <laughs> like, fuck, Jordan, fuck off. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, but why not them? It's like, okay, we're the massive underdog. Right. Why not? Why the fuck not?
1: Yeah. Hoosiers.
0: Fucking everybody. Anybody that wins anything, that's why I hate people that hate sport. I don't hate them. I love to hate them. I don't right. hate them. It's not real no, hate. Sport is really. Do you know what I mean? But sports the, are it's fucking amazing. It's the
1: purest amazing. form of like, go after what you want. Like yeah. It's, it's literally quantified, it's winning. Like it's.
0: And you just get to. Te- it's the. Life is a constant test. Mm. And watching a sport is that.
1: That playing out. Yes. 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 Even a
0: restaurant. When a restaurant does a service, uh, okay. Is every food the mm-hmm. same? No, it's mm-hmm. you're testing how good, how, which, who got the best plate tonight, basically. Right. You're, you're, it's roulette yeah. for this plate. Huh. You try to hit like 85. Huh. You're like, yeah, this steak is fucking great. Really good 85% huh. of the it. huh. It's never amazing. Right. Michelin stars where the guy, he lives in his, like, you know, right above the kitchen. Yeah. Then it, I better beat five out of five every time. Huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You get what you pay for. Hmm. That's fucking life in a nutshell. You know, but
1: You know, that's why they have these self-help books, right? Like the secret and the law of attraction, because it's really just you manifest what you, number one, think in your head and then put out into the world. And it could be as simple as that. But you know what? There are factors. So my, th- I was on a podcast recently and the woman was like, what's the best career advice you've ever gotten or whatever? And I think mine was, it sounds really cheesy and it's not mine originally, But mine is definitely like something like success is when preparation meets opportunity. Because you'll never control what opportunities come to you per se. Mm -hmm. But if you, let's say, you know what you want to do or there's something, you're waiting on an opportunity, you have the power to prepare yourself completely for that to the best of your ability. And then when that thing comes knocking, you'll be ready. I mean, it sounds so, like, non-inspirational, but I found that to be...
0: If, I don't, I mean... And sometimes
1: things that, like, you might be preparing without even knowing. Like, I think comedy prepared me for these roles that I got, because before... I couldn't agree more. Before, like, I'd go into auditions, not know what to do, or maybe not have a thick skin for going to auditions and being rejected a bunch of times. I would have quit. I would have been like, no, this is not for me. This is too much for me. But I think comedy, like... Certain things that you don't even connect might prepare you for certain things later on that are like, whoa, like now I'm so much better for this.
0: I think an element of why the fake it till you make it, if I could, uh, in summary, kind of how you would structure it mentally works is because I'm a believer in what you said, you kind of said it in a deconstructed way. Right. As soon as you start your show business career, you're like, I'm going to be a project manager. You know, that timeline, I believe, mm-hmm. just like in that Marvel movie where she fucking has all the rings Like, oh, this right, timeline. Right. I think that starts. Yeah. So at the five year mark, you're going to get that opportunity. Yeah. You know, you already started. If you stick around for five years, yeah. you're going to get the just for laughs. You're going to get this show. You're going to do this. So no one is like, hey, did you do every week? Mm-hmm. Did you do the 20 sets? Yeah. No, no, no. They just know and like you, Yeah. nobody is grading you because... If it was really about how good you were, HBO and all major networks would have a dedicated team of people looking out for the next best one. Mm-hmm. But they trust in the system enough that it will weed people out and give right. them the best.
1: If they stick or, yeah.
0: And the system can be gamed. I don't have to be the funniest comedian if I know all the right people and can get on all mm-hmm. the right shows. I can put myself in a mid-level based on my skills. Eventually, I'll be subject to my abilities. But not really until near the end because then stuff kind of gets catered for you. Mm-hmm. So that kind of fake it till you make it exists because I believe that, you know, I was going to get the opportunity the the, the the year three comedy opportunity I'm about to get in year three or year four or mm-hmm. year five was always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Did I respect myself enough in the beginning to mm-hmm. be like, do your homework now right. because then
1: it will come. People are going to yeah.
0: assume you've already done the work. And then the holes in your game won't be as obvious if you did.
1: Huh. And then
0: people were more willing to help you. It's like, oh, you know what would make you great? This. But if you're like, ah, you know what would make you where you should be? That's when you start to run into problems. Hmm. So do the work. Mm-hmm. That's the satisfaction, I exactly. think. Exactly.
1: And yeah. so that's why you see some of these comedians on Netflix in some of these specials. And I'm just kind of baffled. Like. What
0: the and you're like, why are you here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it'll get that to that point, but okay, that's it. Like, it'll hit that and just be like, just because you got that doesn't ensure your continued success. You know, you might've gotten it to this point, but now it's like.
0: Which I think takes the stress right out of it. Because mm. if you had told me in day one of comedy, you're going to get every opportunity you want in your mind. If you want to do an mm-hmm. album, you'll do an album. Yeah. If you want to film a special, you'll film a special. Yeah. You'll no one is here to tell you you're not <laughs> going to do those things. How good do you want those things to be? Mm. If that's what somebody had told me day one, I, the I would have never have bombed nearly as much because I think bombing is more a perception of I'm not doing well right now. Yeah. But if you're out there to learn, you do well when you have to. You right. know what I mean? Like, how many times have you watched a comedian do well with stuff that? you know, isn't fully there, but because they've allowed themselves to enjoy it and be there, yeah. that comedian that lives in them is present right. and fills the holes. Yeah. So it, I mean, you would call that your talent. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Your, sometimes your talent is there. Mm-hmm. It's works nine to five. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's there for you. You know what I mean? So like there's that element of it too, where you just need to do the work because it all does because come.
1: Because it will shape and nurture and foster
0: but when you're at the open mic and you have ex comic like well fuck i'm not gonna get this opportunity of course you are yeah no one is here to be like you not you you not you they're just rewarding the people that are there at the time and Mm -hmm. decided hey i'm gonna say hi to you every time i come into Mm -hmm. your thing or hey i'm gonna be kind to right you." you have
1: that chance too yeah
0: you have that opportunity you create yeah the whole garden yeah you know what I mean? It's your thing.
1: You reap what you sow, or yeah, sow, whichever or. it is. Yeah. <laughs> you reap what you sow. Yeah, I think that's the correct. <laughs> Pardon me. No, that's yeah, that yeah. is it. Yeah, You that's reap what you sow. It is, yeah.
0: Because my friend was talking about this guy. He's going back. Uh, I came here for some time, and now he's going back. And I was just like, back oh. where? Like to where he started from. Because uh, he couldn't,
1: like, he didn't like the market here Things something.
0: didn't work out in the way uh, as right. anticipated. Hmm. Don't have a fucking plan. Just go after what you want. No, it's not going to be... F- if this was if meant you, if to you go... Really,
1: if you really want to do something... You're like, going to do it. You're going to do it. And nothing's going to stop you. And that's just... Like, it's a combination of, I guess, the perseverance and the talent. 100%. Like, you have to have the goods, too. But you also... Like, some people have that talent, but... They don't maybe have the engine that you were talking about to keep going. And that's the difference between who gets wherever and who stays.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to be the be all and end all.
1: No. You I could be like a very it. mediocre person. Oh, yeah. But if you...
0: Sometimes we love them. Yeah. We love them in TV. The mediocre. Oh, yeah. Your favorite character is a middle level. The normal guy. <laughs> well, thank you for...
1: Doing the podcast? Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. <laughs> We did thank it. you we did it thank you it was does really there anything fun.
0: you want to plug
1: um honestly i think i want to take a break from social media yeah i'm so crazy that's a good it. message no just because like what am i d- it's become like crack like i say is the gram and instagram representative of cocaine because that's how addictive it is it's just like yeah maybe i'm on it like I see you All everywhere. I see but you don't rice. like any of my posts. Sorry, that's like a really bitchy <sighs> thing to say. I don't like
0: anybody's <laughs> stuff. I'm. But like, I'm.
1: How do I know you exist if you don't even press that little heart? Can I be honest?
0: Yeah. I just kind of mindlessly go through it as uh, somebody who's researching. Like I'm like, oh, Jen does this. I'm gonna eventually. I'm gonna right. deliver it like this. I gotta remind myself, hey, motherfucker, like these things.
1: No, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's I'm fine. Sorry. I'm just a completely self-absorbed. I, uh. who, who's like oh my gold stars at the <laughs> end of the post yay they like it people love me but it's at least it's completely childish and I know it's bullshit and yet I still can salivate for it I don't know why because like I didn't have love and this is like oh my god love my pictures I my love you shit. thank you you're great you're, thank you so much at least I'm being honest about it
0: Thank you. Uh, do, uh okay, well tell them what your Instagram is. That,
1: <laughs> they're
0: gonna follow you anyway, so
1: Oh my god, no.
0: <laughs> Maybe you're not no, on no, there. No, for no, no, you can days. follow
1: at Jennifer Comedians. Yeah quickly I said that. at Jennifer. At, <laughs> do you know how many Jennifer times Comedians. I plug my Instagram it shows? Jennifer Chung? At Jennifer no, just at Jennifer That's Comedian. how you say your name though, right? All one word. Chung. you got it perfect.
0: Yeah, we haven't said your name the whole time.
1: Oh my gosh. Awesome. Jennifer Chung. Jennifer Shung. Polichicchio.
0: You nailed it. Look at us.
1: But isn't that a pick? No, it's Italian. Really? Yeah.
0: I've been learning Italian recently. Il ragazzo mangia la mela. That's a boy eats an apple. I'm getting there.
1: I knew how to say a car.
0: In. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Una macchina. Hey. Una bicicletta. You,
0: you can't. Oh, no, that's.
1: Buonasera.
0: Can you speak.
1: Uh, Chinese? Yes. How, how
0: many languages do you have?
1: Okay. My Italian doesn't count. I just speak Mandarin and English. Just Mandarin and English? Yeah. Next time. Next time. We'll do it in a different language. Thank you. Thank you.